then is it for the welfare of the soul or is it just like decorating one's body because the soul doesn't have a Brahman thread this is the genuine the Brahman thread is only draped across the chest of one's material body so how does this possibly affect the soul let's say they ask other questions also so Maharaj he said that when the jiva is bound to enjoy the fruits of his karma then he takes birth from the womb of his mother so one was born he is born as Shudra and then by sanskar he becomes thrice born and one who studies scriptures he becomes thrice born means first one becomes born and one is born as a Shudra then being anyone who is overcome by illusion they are Shudras so the Atma is the part and parcel of Bhagavan so can the soul be classified as a Shudra Bhagawan was one and he designed many and the many manifested. So the body is not part and parcel, it's flesh and bones. Only the soul is the part and parcel. The soul residing within the body. This prakriti is mundane material. So this is, this is had by one's parents. When this body is bound to perish one day. So even if you put Brahman thread on this body, then what is the use? So when one is born, then he is always overcome by this lamentation. He is always weeping, crying. Because trying to fulfill. He is always trying to fulfill the desires of his mind and body and senses. This way, one who, one who, this way, one who facilitates his enjoyment, he is known as relative. So, is he relative of the body or the soul? So, say this way, the sutra is always lamenting. Say he is born. So, when the soul becomes twice born, then how does he? How is he twice born? When he is initiated into the Gayatri mantra by by a guru. Guru is the father and Gayatri is the mother. So this is the first birth and this is the second birth. When he meets the Acharya and receives the Gayatri mantra from him. He tells him how to worship this Brahma. That's why he teaches him how to do Japatapa Vandana. And then he has his third birth which is Vipra. When he is eligible to study the Shastras. So they say, he's twice, first he's born and then twice born. You see, in the animals, you see, birds are even born from the eggs. Therefore, they're also twice born. They're also called Tija. Because first they're born as the egg, and then the egg hatches, and then the fledgling comes out. Small bird. So they say, one receives this worship according to the instruction of Sri Guru. And then now he is, goes on this path of Mukti. But if he doesn't study the Vedas, because the, the purport of the Vedas, they should be realized. Who is the Atma, who is Paramatma, who is 
Ishwar, Prakriti, Jeev, Kal, Karma, these five tattvas should be realized. Who is Ishwar? What is Prakriti? What is Kal, time? What is mundane material nature? What is Karma? What is Jeev? These five tattvas should be understood. What else? The, you see the enjoyment is, makes one very intoxicated. When one is always drinking this liquor, this intoxicated beverage, life of life means he's always, it is always, desires the sense enjoyment, drink, drinking this poison of sense enjoyment. And he cannot stop drinking. Life of life has become his habit. They say he enjoys, he suffers from the fruits of his karma. These fruits of karma, they are never, they never uh, stop. Means, the more he suffers from them, but still he is always engaging in more and more karma. Although he is suffering so much. Why? Because he is intoxicated. He is maddened by this desire to enjoy. And when he studies Vedas, then he becomes this vipra. Then he becomes thrice born. Then he, he, he becomes, he inherits all divine qualities. Because in the Vedas, all the tattvas, the essence of all tattvas have been told that in the Vedas. Sutra Brahma Sutra, Vedanta Sutra. This way one will be related to the Vedanta Sutra. Then he worships Brahma. One who knows this Brahma is Brahmin. One who knows who Parabrahma is, who Shabda Brahma is. What should the Brahma is? Say, you must go to such a bullfight guru who is fixed in this realization of Brahma. Shabde Parajanishnatham Vamashrayam. You should go near such a guru. Means he will take you to Brahma. So to, to engage in such Brahma Upasana, Bhagavad Upasana, must take shelter. But one cannot be distinct from his body, separate from his body. Therefore, this Upavitta, this thread is also called Brahma Sutra. Because it binds one. One is offered, surrendered in this Brahma Upasana. So this Brahma thread has three knots. The first knot signifies Sandini Shakti, Baladev Prabhu. So they say the first knot implies that you are bound by this influence of Baldepro. The second knot just signifies relationship with Samvit Shakti, Krishna himself. Because although one is related to Sri Guru and Krishna, Baldev is Guru, Krishna is Bhagwan. But where will he get the same property? Tendency to serve. Therefore the third knot signifies Radharani herself. One is being bound by this body, one is only engaged in serving the body and mind. As soon as he wakes up, person, he needs bed tea. And then, even when he sleeps, he needs something very nice. And so he is partying until one or two in the night. And then he is taking more and more pills. Think how much more, I want to enjoy more. They so he is taking all these intoxicants. Without the mercy of Radharani, unless one becomes 
connected, then nothing will happen. One has knowledge but not realization. He knows everything, but no realization. Why? Because theory, thesis is not everything. You need to be realized also. So as long as the mercy of Kriya Shakti, Halladhani Shakti is not there, then even, then even you will not have any desire to do anything. Before you need this mercy of Sarup Shakti or power. Therefore, third knot signifies this being bound to the Lord's feet. Shrimati Radhika. This way is bound in three ways. See, Yam Maharaj also has three sevaks. Means three Yam Dutas. You come to punish you when you have wronged in three ways. By body, mind and words. So these three Yamdutas, they come to punish you. And one comes with ropes. Why? He will tie these ropes around you and he will drag you along. If you don't listen, then he has a club. He starts beating you so much. Then he starts pulling you to Yamloka. But here, this is Brahma Sutra, Brahma Granthi. Means he is bound to Sri Guru by the first knot. And the second knot is bound to Krishna. And by the third knot, he is bound to the Rosh Hashanah, Shri Radhika, Shakti, Allah, Shakti. In this way, he becomes free from this Asakti, Moha, of this material body and mind, from this Mamata. And how does he become? Becomes Brahma Bhuta, Prasannatma. Nasojati, Nakamshati, he'll have these three qualities. He is Brahma Bhuta. He's no longer a ghost of Maya. Now he's no longer someone's relative, uncle, father, nothing. Now, he says, I no longer belong to Maya, I belong to Brahma, Parabrahma, Krishna. And then, once he starts his worship of Parabrahma, he's always blissful. And then, and then he never, uh, never desires anything, he never laments anything, why? Because now he's inherited the entire spiritual realm. He must know that he has reached by one's Lord's feet and is absorbed in his seva. No, he has no separate desire. He doesn't desire anything. He has no ashakti towards anything. No, what is his desire? He's saying, Prabhu, what else do I need? When I have you. No, he doesn't think about anything. He doesn't desire. He's not scared of anything. No, he is samasarvesha bhutesha. Not bhaktim lavate paham. They say, he's always, he has equal vision. Because everyone, he doesn't think he is mine, he is theirs. No, he no longer thinks. At time, he has this vision of a pandit. He sees a dog, dog eater, Brahmin, everyone, same way. Because he has Atma Darshan, not Jada Darshan. Think, oh, he's black, he's white, he's Brahmin, he's Kshatriya, he's Vaishya See, the Atma has no such classification. Because the Atma belongs to Bhagawan. But the fruits of his karma has become like this. One is born in Brahman family or Shudra family. One is become a cat, dog, wolf, fox. For a Pandit, he has his Atma Darshan. He only sees the Atma. So these three knots, when one becomes bound by these three knots, then, in all three junctions of the day, Trishandya Kal, Morning, afternoon, evening, he chants the Gayatri. Who is Gayatri? 
How can he benefit you? He himself is searching for some things and some sort. He himself is a slave of Maya. He speaks many eloquent things, eloquent things. His kata is not the medicine for the deliverance from this material world. Why? They're bound by flesh and bones. And whoever listens to that kirtan, they become also entangled in his tendencies. He cannot be delivered. He said, if you want to listen, then listen. Who should you follow? Who should you? One who is Nivrita Trishna. Doesn't have any of these mundane hankerings. If he does kirtan, and if you listen, then if anyone listens to his, to his kata and kirtan, then they can go near Bhagawan. Not just Bhagawan, but but if one is not cured from this disease of material existence, then you must know that he is not even a doctor in the first place. He himself is a patient also. Because he himself doesn't know how to extric- extricate himself from this material world. So let's say one, once one person went to the doctor and he said, I want to see if the doctor is tall, if he's well built, he has these features and all that. Then the doctor came and said, have you come to show what it is to me or are you trying to examine me? I am the doctor. They say, can you say what this says? They say, we may even go to the different uh, Takurjis also. And we may say, we may see them. But if you see by your mundane eyes, what can you possibly understand? You must pray that, oh Prabhu, you should see me. I don't wish to see you. You cast a sidelong glance upon me. I am yours and I am wandering in Maya. I don't even have time to come and see you. Just at least once cast a glance on this wretched soul such as me, who is very fit to be rejected, who is very cruel-hearted. I can do everything, but I will not go in front of Bhagavan. I will not serve him. Then see how unfortunate we are. So Prabhu, cast your glance on me. At least once you see me, accept me. We are wandering. We are wandering in so many places. Therefore, Guruji has said, that Sadhguru, what does he do? He, Sadhguru binds him by these three knots of Brahma Sutra. Now he can no longer anywhere. Once he's cut him, Sadhguru, now he will not leave him. And say, as long as he is, as long as he doesn't make him reach Bhagavan's lotus feet, he will not leave, leave him. See, Parikshit, he had seven days' time, and Sutta Goswami did not leave him. For seven days, he held, he bound him by this katha. And the end, when he arranged for Parikshit to go to the spiritual world, only then did he leave. Or else he wouldn't have left if Parikshit wouldn't have gone there first. And so, this Shakti is given gradually, not fully at once. As the Jiva cannot accept anything that is given totally. Therefore, in all these different chapters of the Bhagavatam, this Vijja Shakti is being instilled in the Jiva of the heart. This Vijja Shakti of Sri Bhagavan. This Brahm Shakti is the Guru. The Santas who have no mundane these material desires. Who are never the Trishnaya. 
भगवान my jacket is outside this is only thinking about all these things but is he paying attention to the words spoken by the santas sadhus because once he glances ears to what they are saying then he'll forget everything then he'll forget everything he'll only be absorbed and listen to such katha aho tasan tasmin mukatam bibit charitra madhuvit charitra this way must drink this katha by your ears If even once, if you have this opportunity to listen to this Madhu Charitra, sweet Leelas of Shri Hari, then your desire to listen will never be satisfied, satiated. You want to listen more, more, more. And you say, by your fear, your shoga, lamentation, moha, everything will be dispelled. And you'll always be friendly to us, everyone. So in this way, Guruji would say, if you want to bind the Jeevatma to Bhagavan by his body and mind birds, if you want to make him separate also from his body and mind birds, then by this Brahma Upasana, by chanting this Gayatri Mantra, then everything will take place nicely. So this he must be, take it as Brahma thread. Or else someone else will put this thread on him and say, oh, now your mind, you may use black magic. I do many things. Someone who has to control one will make you then that person automatically becomes someone's slave. But Sadhguru, Bhagat Parikar, he is not like that. Therefore, for every Jeeva, this Brahma Sutra should be worn. It's very essential. And one who doesn't wear this, then he is very independent. He is like an orphan. And like you go to the western countries and those dogs which don't have a collar, what will happen? These dogs are either put into these uh, the dog houses or these dogs are crushed or else they are thrown into the ocean. And one who has a leash, a collar, then they say, oh, he has, a, he has an owner. So Vedanta, Upanishad Shastra, they say, that that Atma which is embodied, then if an Atma is embodied, then he should accept Guru and have this opinion sanskar performed on him. Now the question arises that why not give this Brahmantran to women or to buffaloes, cows or any other living entity? In Maharashtra there is one Sant Gyandas. He says he was a Brahmin. His father, before he was a sadhu, then he became a householder. Then he had two sons and one daughter. So no one would, no one would give him, give them Brahmagayatri. Because your father has fallen down. So how can we accept you? So Sandhagan Gandhas said, alright. You say, no need to give me Brahmatran. In fact, I'll give a Brahmatran to a buffalo. You cannot do, but I can do. And say, so what did he do? 
he made even the buffalo start chanting the Gayatri. He put Brahmitra on the buffalo and the buffalo start chanting the Gayatri mantra. So you don't give, but I can give Gayatri. So they say, the jivas have some desires, but these desires are not pure. So for every living entity, regardless of being, there's no consideration of whether he's a, whether she's a female, or he's a shudra, or, or an entity is an animal, no. This mood of being the doer, being the enjoyer, this should be forsaken. And therefore, this regulation has been given to Shandagayatri. This impression is given. Or else, why, why do women and shudras not wear uh, this Brahman thread? Because, you see, women already have this tendency to serve. Because this Aladdin Shakti Vritti, this tendency to serve is automatically found in women. You see, a woman always looks after her son, her husband, her parents. You see, one lady, she can even serve one lakh people. She has this capability. But men are very lazy. You ask any man to give you one glass of water or one chair to sit, he will not bring. Even if he he doesn't want to do. Therefore, the he needs Gayatri. Therefore, he needs his Brahman thread. But women, even if they have ten children, then they look after children with so much love. Some before they wouldn't have 20 children. Sometimes even 30 children they would have and they look after all 30 children. They also perform all the household work. They, they have this tendency to serve. Therefore there is no need for them to accept this Brahman thread. And if they are given the Brahman thread, then what will happen? Then they will become so powerful. They will become like Durga Devi then. They will become like Bhavani Shivani. They'll become even greater than Durga Devi. Then very difficult to control lady then. And the lady will become the cause of Mahapralaya. Universal devastation. Therefore, this lady, woman, uh, ladies automatically have this tendency to serve. They are like the manifestations of the Seva Prabhupada. Therefore, Umarama Satasasajandarupani, all the, they have this tendency. Therefore, it's natural. So there's no need to impose anything on them. Therefore this Gayatri is not given to them. And you see the living entities are born in these other forms of life. They are karma yoni. You see they are only suffering the fruits of their karma. Then once they have finished suffering their karma, then they are born in another life form. So in this 8.4 million species of life, 8 million species of life, they are helplessly bound by their karma. But among these 400,000 species of life, some are civilized, some are uncivilized, some are from these hilly regions, tribal religions, so many different kinds of living entities. So for them, and generally, uh, it is seen that uh, they find it difficult to come to this path of bhakti. Like you say, Naradashi went and he helped this hunter. He helped Valmiki, who was a Tokayat before. Ratnakar. Why does he go to all these people? To deliver them. To give his mercy to them. But they don't have this tendency to do sadhan. When he knew Naradashi would empower them and make them do sadhan. So this Bhagavata Vasana, Brahma Vasana, then 
There is no consideration of time, place, circumstance. Only that of one born in a Brahman family should wear with. Therefore, you see, in Kali Yuga, so many persons who are born in Brahman families don't even wear this Brahman thread. And uh, they have stopped chanting the Gayatri Mantra. But this chanting Gayatri Mantra is the tendency of the soul. So one who gives this tendency, he himself should be qualified. He should be an asset of Shri Bhagavan. He should have this realization of Parabrahma, Tattugyan. Then whatever he puts will, will be fruitful. Or else one person will think, oh this Brahman thread is very heavy, how can I put this Brahman thread? So once, there was an old lady, so the, so once, the one person, so once one boy, he was put, this Brahman thread was put around a small boy. The small boy asked his father, oh father, why am I putting this Brahman thread on? Am I like a cow buffalo that a rope is tied around me now? So father said, don't ask all these questions, just chant a Gayatri on this Brahman thread, and then you'll realize yourself. So one day what did he do? He saw, he went and he saw, he went and he saw a jackfruit tree. He climbed the jackfruit tree. And what did he do? He he caught all of a jackfruit. And then he started lowering, lowering himself down. And the branch broke. And he was about to fall on the ground. Then what did he do? He took his Brahmin thread and he tied it around the branch. And this way he did not fall on the ground. Then he caught hold of another branch. And he did not die. Then anyhow he got down from the tree. And he got the jackfruit. And he told his father... Oh, Father, now I understood why you put this Brahman thread around me. Why should, why, what happened? Because, oh, I was climbing this jackfruit tree, trying to get this jackfruit down, the sponsor, but un- until now my genuo was useless, my sacred thread. But this branch it had fallen down, I would have died. So anyhow, I tied the my Brahman thread around this branch and it saved my life. And they say the jackfruit also did not break. So here, this jackfruit is for you, he gave me. He said, uh, he said, now this Brahman thread has been, is useful now. So what need is that? Well, even scholars cannot convince a foolish man. But one who gives this Brahman thread, if he himself has no realization, and he only gives it as a fashion, as a custom, then it will not bear fruit. Because he himself is he himself is like a fool. I say before, before from 9 to 15, even before one would get a moustache, this Brahman thread would be given. This was a rule among the Brahmins. And for Shatriyas until 18, they could wear 8. And for the Vaishyas until 40 also, this Brahman thread ceremony could have been performed. But now all the three uh, divisions have become a uh, little deviated. See, before they would buy wake early in the morning and chant Gayatri. But now they are drinking coffee, tea. And then he doesn't have time to chant Gayatri in the evening. He doesn't bathe, he doesn't brush his teeth. Then he thinks, oh no, it's so cold, how can I bathe? Then how can I put this Brahmin thread around my ear? Oh, I have to go to the bathroom, it's so difficult. What need is there for the Brahmin thread? Then he puts the Brahmin thread somewhere. You say, oh, Brahman thread is already perfect, so why should I wear it? Guru has given this Brahman thread, it's already perfect, so he just puts it somewhere. Why should I waste my time? You say, what need is there to get entangled in all these things? 
So I see the Bhattaji was they are like very intoxicated. So this Brahman thread is Brahma Sutra itself. This Bhagavad Shakti itself has taken the form of this Brahman thread. It was very essential to put this Brahman thread and follow all the rules. And surely you'll have a realization. And we delivered. And now uh, some say that in seen some sampradayas that they don't wear this Brahmatra. Then what do they do? Sometimes they wear two, two they wear a Brahmatra which has two knots instead of three. And then they say I'm a sannyasi and uh, and uh, and the people, the sannyasis from South India, they wear one thread with one knot, saying Brahma and me are the same. And people here in Uttar Pradesh, they wear Brahma thread with two knots. Means what is the, what is the meaning of wearing two knots? Means one knot signifies my one wife, the other knot signifies me. They say the relationship between my wife and me will never be broken. So they wear this Brahma thread with two knots. May I never be divorced from my wife. May we always be together. Therefore, we wear this Brahmatra with two knots. They don't care about Bhagavan. There in South, they only wear one. Brahmachari, he wears three knots. The rest, they wear two knots. One of us. So, wears. But Sanyasi, he wears one. And even if he leaves his Brahmatra, then no harm. So, they say, they're all cheating conceptions. They have no value. Guruji, he said, this Gayatri Upasana, this Upasana, you will have realization, direct, no delay. Therefore, from your very childhood, when you listen to this Guruvani, from Guru's Mok, when you have this capability of putting this Brahman thread on, then you'll have this heart as a place for Parabrahma. You'll have a place in your heart. Now he'll never be restless. You'll never be restless. Then this consideration comes. What is the need of putting Tilak on? Sir Ramanuja, he'd say that even if you say donkey with the tilakon, you should have pronounced with the donkey. You see, in the Sri Vaishnava temples, even if you look at the temple, the temple has a big tilak. Even the gate has a tilak. Anywhere you go, there's a much tilak you can see. Now you see, even if you go in this monkey berry temple, you go on Parigrama Mark, they put this uh, Sri Vaishnava tilak on your forehead. They say they put this uh, white tilak with a red line in between. This red line signifies uh, this, uh, one's chastity. In Bengal also you see, one person, he comes to all the shopkeepers and he puts tilak on. Like you here, you see, they put a big tilak on your forehead. There they put this tilak with a dot. So in here, you see here, everywhere they're putting tilak on, on all the visitors, travelers, everyone. And sometimes they put this bindi, means this dot on the forehead, which signifies the Salgram Shila. They say, say Bhagavan should always save you, rescue you. 
vertical lines one signifies brahma one signifies shiva and the place in between these two lines is the place of vishnu therefore lalatai keshvai nama and this is the, the two lines they are the inner chambers of the temple and the lower part is the temple itself and say govinda is his name is Chandramatilak on, on. <coughs> and you say and you put Tilak on your throat you say go in the Inama you say you chant the tell names of the tell devatas twelve avatars when you put Tilak when you put this Tilak on twelve parts of your body they'll always protect you no one put Tilak but sometimes they put half Tilak and sometimes they don't put the proper tulsi. And some say, oh, there's no need to put tulsi. Some say that. So some say that the tulsi is the tulsi. And the two lines represent Bhagwan's lotus feet. So there are many speculations. But still, you have to consecrate your body. Put the imprints of the stalak. And some say that the two lines also represent Bhagavan Singhasan. Therefore they, you see some Sri Vaishnavas, some Vaishnavas, they put the Singhasan Tilak. Means like the two lines are far apart from each other. This uh, Tilak resembles the Singhasan, an altar. So in Sanuman, he saw Siddhaji performing, putting Sindur, this vermilion, red vermilion on the parting of her hair. She said, why are you putting this mother? And then she said, this signifies that Ram should have a long life and he should always be uh, prosperous. So, so when Sitaji left, then uh, she only put little on the parting of her hair. So Anumani took this red sindur and he put it all over his body. His entire body became red now. And he entered laughing in the palace of Ram. Because he's like a small boy, Hanuman. He's not like, you see, he's not like a sound, he's more like a child. I say, he was laughing, and then he came in front of Prabhu. Sometimes he'd appear in a small way, in a big form, but in front of Prabhu he'd always be in a very small way, like a small boy. Then they said, where did he come from? Why is he covered this red sindur? Ram asked him, what happened? Why did you put cover yourself in red powder? And then he said, I saw that Mother Sita, she's putting this sindur on the parting of her hair for your long life. So if you have a long life, just by putting a little sindur. So now I put all my body. 
That's why you rage. That's why you live for, for many, many more years. And you'll be renowned throughout the entire world. So everyone start laughing. But would Hanuman not wear this uh, Brahmin thread? Would he not put Tilak on? He knew everything. He was the expert in all forms of knowledge. There was no Shastra that Hanuman did not know. So one doesn't put Tilak on, then one hasn't made this place for Bhagawan. And that place is like a graveyard. If you see someone not putting a Tilak on, then just by seeing him, your entire day will become inauspicious. Therefore, when you put the look on your forehead, you say Keshvaya Nama, then Narayana Nama, Madhaya Nama, Vindaya Nama, Vishnuya Nama, Trikramaya Nama. You say, you put this tilak on the tail parts of your body. Because every place is a place for telavatars. Some say also, you can put water on your body as a tilak. But Mahabhu said, no. If you cannot even put tilak on your body, then you cannot make a little sacrifice. Then where is the value to your devotion? You see, in Mathura, judges, many people would come. Gurudev says, put tilak on. Chant mantra, put kanti on. Then uh, I'll give you diksha, or else I won't give you diksha. So Maharaj, go to office. So the Sikhs wear turbans. The Muslims, they have their cap on. And they shave their mustache and their big beards. But you don't have this uh, qualification that you can't put even tilak on your forehead. Because just by seeing you tilak, everyone will become pure. And you say, when you put tilak on, when they put tilak on, then they say, oh, why are you putting tilak in the coat? Why have you, why have you come in this military wearing tilak? Then they'd even leave their jobs behind. Then they'd even say that, okay, if you're going to make me leave, you'll have to write down in a letter saying that you're making me leave because I'm not allowed to put telecom. But now you see, everywhere you can see people with telecom. Anywhere, you know, around the world you can see. See, anyone who has a telecom, he is just placing this person with telecoms for the entire world will become pure. So telecom has a lot of importance. Then Maharaj, he spoke about the importance of Kapi Chandan. I say Adi Guru Brahma himself, Shivadi Devatas, all of them. When they all saw, Yam Maharaj, what is he doing? Once some person had died, and then anyhow when he died, they put tilak on him and they and they had and they paid him in the river and then they performed his final rites. Then as soon as they came to the song, they ran away. You see, all this person had already died, but still when they were performing his final rites, they put tilak on him. So you say, Yam Maharaj told us, Yam Dutas before, that if you see anyone wearing a tilak on, putting a tilak on, don't go near them. You only bring those, you only bring those whose head doesn't have a tilak. Whose head is never bowed at the Lord's feet, bowed down at the Lord's feet of Bhagavan. Because one has a tilak means he's bowing his head down. Bring those persons who have never glorified Bhagavan. And whose mind is never remembered. The minds have never remembered Bhagavan. Only bring such people. So the time Maharaj, he, 
He had 20-25 times to speak, 25-25 minutes to speak. But although he had 25 minutes to speak, he spoke for 4 hours. And then they told Maharaj, Oh Maharaj, now you've heard so much. Now who will put Tilak on our foreheads? Now you put Tilak on our foreheads now. Because sometimes when in, in, in Indian families, when a lady is being married, her father-in-law comes and puts Tilak. Sometimes sister puts the Tilak, brother puts the Tilak. But that is only like ordinary Tilak. This is Bhagavad Tilak, only Shri Guru can do. Or Mahatma can put this Tilak on. So since then, from that day, I have seen how anyone who comes in front of Govindev, they put Tilak on. Even now you go, morning, afternoon, whole day, so many people come, thousands come. They all do Kirtan in front of Gurada Govindev and they all put Tilak on. Because if your body, if you don't have a place for Bhagavan, then who, who has a place in your heart? These ghosts and witches. So as soon as you should bathe in the morning, you should put Tilak on to Achman, sit on an asana and then you remember this Gayatri. She is the Shakti of Krishna. You should worship her. By which one can be qualified this Bhagavad Shakti. Have this tendency to serve. Then you can please everyone. Now we only think about our own happiness. But when we think about the happiness of others, then we'll have no shortage. Therefore, now tomorrow we'll listen. Hari Hari Poo!